This is Bariatric Life Podcast, where we share stories about weight loss surgery. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please contact your doctor for medical advice. Now on to the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And let's talk about why, but first let's talk about who we've been together for a little over 10 years. We have some kids and some dogs and a cat and a bunch of chickens Yep. and the dogs might make an appearance every now and again. We apologize for that. We've got uh, two great Danes, uh, Duna mm-hmm. or Duna, <laughs> Luna and Dobby. Um, they weigh quite a bit. They're very large. They're very loud. Um, you will probably hear them walking, talking, yawning. There might even be a bark or two. And the dog's weight is actually my goal weight. Really? Yes. Somewhere in between Dobby and Luna's weight. Okay. So Dobby weighs... 150, 155? Yeah, 160. Last time I took him. Oh, I thought he was less than that. Mm-hmm. Nah, Luna's... So then less than Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> Luna's about 180. Yeah. So ultimately, I would like to weigh less than my dogs, as crazy as that sounds. So why is today's topic? First, why are we starting this podcast? I think I think the biggest part of that is to share our journey, what you have gone through with the decision to get the surgery and then ultimately going for it, coming back, the recovery process, um, and then how it changes not just your life, but all of our lives in, in the family, that is. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a process and i i think a lot of people based on what you had seen where there's not very many podcasts with this topic that you know there's uh, maybe a lot of reservations for some people or concerns that you know hopefully we can help address um you know not just as the as the patient but as a supporting spouse yeah there also seems to be from from what I gather, a lack of support from other people that aren't the patient. Like the weight loss community and the weight loss surgery community is really great about supporting each other. But it, it seems like those outside of the community aren't always as supportive. Okay. So, you know, maybe we can help people. Maybe 
not maybe no one listens and that's fine we're not we're not doing it for money we're not doing it to be famous <laughs> we're doing it for the two three maybe even four people out there <laughs> that will hear it and go damn these people are kind of funny and we can be we can be quite humorous at least i think so i i mean i make myself laugh i think you're a riot thank you <laughs> <laughs> So we do want to cover some topics over the course of the podcast, like the different types of surgeries, vitamins, what is required of our vitamins, and which ones taste like shit and which ones don't. Um, we'll talk about hair loss. We'll talk about the different types of surgeries. Did I already say that? No. Okay. And straws should you or shouldn't you because i'm scared of straws um we'd also like to do some interviews eventually if people are interested um i know there's a bunch of people on instagram that i follow that i would like to have a conversation with i think it would be really interesting to hear their story and their tips and and whatnot and I'm going to be interviewing my parents, which I think will be a blast. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> my parents were, they cried when I told them <laughs> I was going to have surgery. <laughs> and I'm not sure. I don't think it was the surgery. I think it was the fact that I went to Mexico for the surgery. Uh, yeah. I'm almost 100% sure that's why. Yeah. So they cried, and now I want to interview them properly. And I, I feel like that's their, their penance for... <laughs> for crying and making me feel bad. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so why have surgery? Let's see. I have gradually gained a billion pounds over the last few years oh here comes a dog you might hear a dog in a second he's moaning and groaning there's a rooster in the background i don't know if that got picked up um but slowly but surely gaining weight part of it was i think working nights yeah and on the nights that I was off, I would stay up to keep my body on the schedule. And what else is there to do in the middle of the night but watch TV and eat? So I would eat a lot in the middle of the night. Um, it's at age, I'm sure. I'm 42 now. So I'm sure age had a big, a big factor in that. Um, Perhaps medications I'm on. I'm not sure if that played a part. But one of my medications requires, um, or I'm sorry, doesn't require in high doses can cause weight gain. So my doctor just recently let me know about that. Uh, I do have birth control implant and I don't know if weight gain 
is a side effect of that or not, but I've had the implant for almost three years now and it probably is. I'm sure it probably is. I, I feel like that is a side effect of most birth control methods. Yeah, probably so. But honestly, I never, I never looked into it as <clears throat> far as the implant goes. Well, I know with, with Depo, weight gain was a side effect. Yeah, that's true. I was mm. on the Depo shot for like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, 10, 15 years, something crazy. And that was a, a side effect. And I also think that just being happy and comfortable Oh yeah, I mean that's the saying's <laughs> not fat and happy for for nothing. You know, for nothing. And you know, we've due to the drama that we had in the first part of our marriage, you know, the, the last couple of years have been relatively drama free. And so I, I know I've I've gained weight as well. So Yeah. And I wonder like well, I don't wonder maybe I do wonder, but do men and women see it differently? Weight gain? Probably. I mean, as a, as a guy, I'm, it's not something I think of frequently Mm -hmm. now. And that's probably because I've not had weight concerns really until the last couple years as I've, as I've aged and approached 40. Um, I, I do have some friends that were in high school that were heavier and it was a constant thought for them. Yeah. Um, one, one friend was, he and I were, were talking on a band trip once and he said that it is something he almost obsesses about. And that's how, where I was, I thought about it constantly and I avoided mirrors and I avoided any kind of reflective surfaces, like walking into work, the whole wall is glass and I would see myself and just be disgusted with myself. Or if I dropped something on the floorboard of the car and I had difficulty picking it up because my belly was in the way, then I would think about that and I would, you know, say bad things to myself. And it was a constant, constant presence in my head and in my life. And I had looked into several years ago the process to have a surgery and had started it just barely started it when I switched jobs and then new job got in the way. And so I kind of put that off again. And then, um, I looked into it again and my current insurance wouldn't cover it. And they said it, the doctor's office said it was going to be about $20,000 and that wasn't, with office visits, the millions of office visits you have to do, or the psych exams, like that was $20,000 for for the surgery, just the surgery. 
So that doesn't even include a hospital stay or anesthesiologist? No, I think it did include all of that. Okay. It wasn't just the surgeon's fee. But I also don't really know, so. But I mean, I mean, still, no insurance coverage and hearing 20 grand yeah. is very um, unsettling. And disappointing because we definitely didn't have 20 grand to just blow. And granted, it's not, I mean, if I had cancer or something, I guess we would spend the 20 grand, but. Yeah. It's essentially an elective surgery, even though it improves my quality of life and lowers comorbidity yeah. um, factors. But still, 20 grand is a lot. And then I heard some girls at work talking um, about how one of them had had the surgery. And I got to talking to the other one later and I was like, our insurance doesn't cover it. I was assuming she had a spouse or, or whatever. And she was on that person's insurance, but no, she had gone to Mexico for the surgery and I had never heard of medical tourism before. And I remember bringing it to you and you were kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, why don't we research that a little bit? <laughs> and I mean, what were your first thoughts? I mean, I'd, I'd heard of medical tourism and um, I'm going to tell this story one more time. I know you're tired of hearing it, but um, I, I had read an article about a gentleman that needed a cardiac, cardiac, <laughs> cardiatric procedure. And in the U.S., it was going to cost about $250,000. And that was with insurance. So the guy gets on a plane. I didn't realize that was with insurance. Yeah, that was with insurance. Wow. So he gets on a plane. He flies to Spain. He has the procedure. He spends six weeks in recovery, flies home, and spends a hundred grand total. No insurance, just spent a hundred grand, got six weeks in Spain, flights to and from, and the procedure for roughly a third of what it would have cost in the States with insurance. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'd, I'd heard of medical tourism, but, you know, I my only concern with Mexico was where and you know, when you were listing the the cities that offered it, you know, the only one I really <laughs> had any objections or concerns with was Tijuana. I'm finding that most people go to Tijuana. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Majority of the people that I follow or I've listened to or whatever have gone to Tijuana. And the girl at work, she went to Tijuana, I found out the other day. I wonder if that was because it was significantly cheaper in Tijuana or maybe it's just the proximity because it is, but I mean, the, the, the place you went is just right over the border. Yeah. So I found because Chris was so concerned with Tijuana and that's really only because we've, you know, seen TV shows and movies and Tijuana is never portrayed in a positive 
light. And so I agreed to not go to Tijuana just for, you know, to make him feel better um, and more comfortable with the situation and found a place called endobariatric. And I kept reading about this surgeon, Dr. Alvarez, and how amazing he was and his facility. And it's right over the border in Texas. And I wish I had remembered the name of that town. I want to say it was like Pedras Negras or something. Clearly, Spanish is not my first or second language, so forgive me. I think I've got the picture that you sent me, but don't wait on me to find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much dead air to cut out. I know. Um, um, here it is. Yes. Yeah, uh, Pedras Negros. Oh, oh, look at you. Oh, we also forgot there's an air freshener that goes off every so often. There's all kinds of background shit. <laughs> and we'll do our best to edit, but we are not the super mixing people. We are definitely never going to run a record production company. Like, this is highly likely to be a fairly raw honest open podcast <laughs> um i will do my best to watch my language i am i like to use very colorful language um and i know that sometimes it is offensive to people and i don't want to upset or offend anyone but i mean um, you're probably going to hear some language yeah, so Dr. Alvarez in that place over by Texas, <laughs> <laughs> he he was more expensive than the ones in Tijuana, but he has, I've also learned throughout all of this that a lot of the ones in Tijuana, um, they will do the surgery and then you stay at like an Airbnb or a hotel or something that's actually in like San Diego. Oh. Yeah. So with Dr. Alvarez and endobariatric, it was all included in that he has a gorgeous facility that has a hotel on one of the floors and then the hospital on the other floor. And you really don't have to leave his facility at all. And it was very safe, very clean. And all the reviews about Dr. Alvarez, Dr. A were amazing. And so we agreed that that's, that's where we would go. Wow. That air freshener smells amazing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was my fabric softener on my jacket earlier, but it, nope. it's clearly not. <laughs> that smells so good. Um, so the other thing, and I think part of this is why my parents cried, was that we decided that I was going to go by myself. And it wasn't a financial decision as much as it was logistical. Yeah. So the kids still had school. So somebody needed to be home with the kids and make sure they, you know, weren't truant. We have all those Damn dogs, dogs and chickens. And, yeah, all the animals. And I didn't, based on the research I had done, I didn't feel like I was going to be in an unsafe situation. 
I, I never worried about you being in an unsafe situation. For me, it was like, I felt like I needed to be there to support you emotionally, right. not to, you know, fend off people trying to steal kidneys or whatever, but just to be there to support you emotionally. Um, but, you know, we, after we talked about it, I, I agreed, you know, because otherwise we're, we were looking at trying to board the dogs and having Sid come by and take care of the chickens and everything else. It was just a lot to try and coordinate on a very short yeah. time frame. Yeah. So from the point of me submitting all my information to Dr. A to my actual surgery date was right at six weeks. And I probably could have gone sooner, but I am a smoker and I had to be a non-smoker for six weeks before I could have surgery. Which, P.S., I never did quit, but don't tell Dr. A. Dr. A is going to listen to this and call <laughs> you and fuss at you. <clears throat> yeah. So once I did all the research and found somebody that I, I truly felt was going to put my health and my safety, you know, first, then it was for me a no brainer to get it done and schedule it. And it was going to be, you know, way less than half the cost of it in America. Yeah. So we did not pay $20,000. <laughs> we still paid quite a bit, but not $20,000. Uh, it's financed. I was going to say, Andy offered financing. So I think that's pretty amazing, too, that you can. Oh, yeah. That he is allowing you to change your life, basically, for, you know. $300 a month. Yeah. Yeah. So the big reveal that I don't think, well, you'd said that I've never told you've, you my way. You've never told me. And I mean, we've, we've been together 10 years and we've both gone up and down and up and down. And, um, I am far too smart to ask. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it, honestly, because I feel like, even though I know this isn't true, I feel like you would judge me. No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, first of all, I know I weigh more than you right now. I hope to weigh less than you <laughs> eventually. I don't think I can reveal it. Okay. You don't have to. <laughs> Maybe later. It's your podcast. You don't have <laughs> to reveal shit. Maybe some other time I'll reveal it. I just can't do it right now. That's fine. So as of today, I'm three weeks post-op. Op, and from the beginning of January, and this is mid-February, I've lost almost 25 pounds. 12 of that has been post-op 
and it's slowly but surely going down. I am losing inches, which is, I was going to say better than pounds, but it, it really isn't in my head. At least equivalent to pounds. But I do like that my clothes are fitting better and feel more comfortable and loose even. But yeah, I'm not going to tell you how much I weigh. That's fine. Maybe when I weigh less than Luna, I'll tell you. Okay. I, when you <laughs> said you were going to reveal that, I was in the back of my mind. I was like, no, she's not. No, and I can't. I, I, I'm not going to ask. Like I said, I am. We've been married way too long. I am not going to fall for that trap. <laughs> No, I mean, it's what is, in my opinion, <clears throat> what is important to have seen over the last three weeks post-op is you are, I'm just going to move that. I don't know how we're going to edit that sound out, but um, <laughs> no, to see that you are you have energy, you're not having any sort of post-operative pain, you are feeling more comfortable and confident in yourself, at least that's what you're outwardly projecting. Really? Mm -hmm. Good, because I feel that way too. Yeah, like you are, you are just exuding this, this newfound confidence. I'm glad to hear that. Because I, I do feel that way. I I feel better about myself. And like I took control, like real control. And and to know that like I can't binge eat anymore. Mm. Like I physically cannot eat what I used to eat. And in fact, haven't had solid foods in, <laughs> in quite a while. Over a month. <laughs> yeah. It's been over a month. Wait, what's today? The 19th. And that's when I started my pre-op diet right. was the 19th. So it's been a month. Although I did have vegetables and those are solid foods. Ish. Yeah. I mean, they were steamed vegetables, so they weren't raw. So, yeah. I haven't had to use my teeth in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used a fork in three, three <laughs> But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you see that. And I think... There's only a few people at work I've told, and they've noticed a difference in me too. Well, and like, I, I part of me feels like we we should put this out there just so that somebody's not sitting at home listening and go, so she just decided to have the surgery and that was that. Like it's been over the years we've we've both dieted and we've tried several different diets. We've tried Weight Watchers several times. We've done um, 
shit, what was that one called? I don't know. I've done Noom, Noom several that's times. What I was of. I've done all the different medications that would cause crazy dreams and flat soda. Oh, uh, I remember oh, that. That was the worst. I also haven't had a soda in three weeks. I do kind of miss that. You say that now. Maybe until the first time that carbonation hits your stomach. I know. <laughs> You're going to be doubled over on the floor. Oh, God. Maybe I'll try one on, on a podcast and it could be a, a live soda death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the first alcohol on a podcast. I think that's going to be a riot. That might be pretty interesting, too. But yeah, it wasn't, I just decided it was, I qualified because of my BMI. I qualified because of other health conditions. And this is something that I had been considering for several years and just didn't realize I had the opportunity available to me in a different country. Mm -hmm. And I mean, also, some people may not have the same confidence at three weeks out, and that's okay, too. I mean, I still do think about my weight quite a bit, but I also, I'm not avoiding mirrors. Mm -hmm. But now it's mostly like, because I've been taking better care of my hair. <laughs> now I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, my hair looks really nice. <laughs> well, that, that protein rich shampoo makes it so soft <laughs> and it makes it smell fantastic. I don't think it has protein in it. I don't know um, what it has in it, but it's amazing. <laughs> Olaplex is not a sponsor of this podcast, <laughs> but if they want to be, Okay, so that's it for this week's episode. Let's talk about why. We hope you enjoyed it. And if not, maybe you'll enjoy next week's episode. Let's talk about the process and the pre-op diets. Hope to see you guys then. Bye. Bye.